Welcome friends, we're so glad that you joined us here online for the last Sunday morning of 2020. And because it is our last Sunday morning, I know we are all celebrating internally. Um, we're gonna go through some reflection questions with all three of us. So you have Lucas, Marcus, and myself, I'm Lisa. If we haven't met in person, so glad to meet you here. Yeah. Well, here we go. And if you don't have anything, you can pass. Okay. okay. And I hope that you play along in the comments yeah. as well. Best food that you ate this year? I will answer because I always know. Um, actually, okay, the fun fact about me is I remember like memories for me all exist around food. So you I can like, that. give me like a what happened when you were this age and I'll remember what we ate. But my best meal this past year uh, was actually at a local restaurant, Italian restaurant here. I had a, it was like a salad that was really good. Um, and then there was this flatbread that we had that had like cheese and arugula and all this like, like meat on it, it was super good. And then we also, because you know, why not eat all of it? Uh, we had this like wild mushroom ravioli pasta and it was like, it was, it was memorable. So if you can put all of those things together, then you know where you're going as soon as we're able to eat at Restaurant Skin. Yeah. I, I can't Nothing specific comes to mind, but I'm, I'm certain that Lisa made it. Thank you. Good Thank answer. you. That is a very good answer. <laughs> Take notes. Okay. Uh, what you are most excited for in 2021? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited for COVID to be done. Fingers crossed that that happens yep. in 2021 <clears throat> and we can see people. And I, like you guys all know this about me, I'm not a hugger. I'm really missing hugging people. Yeah, you've mentioned people. that a lot of times. Like I that. have. I really would love to give you a hug and say hello. Okay, biggest obsession this year? Sourdough. Hamilton. The, the gym. Oh, I was totally gonna say figuring out which new smartphone you were gonna order. Mm, that's always going on. That, but that's more of an obsession than on, anything. Ongoing obsession. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here you go. Uh, best thing you learned this year? Yeah, I feel like we learned everything. I feel like we yeah. learned how to do so many things this year. We like relearn church. Yeah, we, yeah, there was a lot of learning. <laughs> there was a steep learning curve this year. Best learning experience, how to stare into the soul of a camera. <laughs> yeah, making eye contact with the cyclops that is a single <laughs> lens in front of us. Uh, like and pretend like it's a human being. Yeah. <laughs> it's been kind of weird, but we're so glad that you're here. Okay, um, this may be the same answer, but a new skill you learned this year how to smile on camera and do the like look like you know how news anchors yes. just make this this look like easy and flawless it is not easy nor is it it's flawless it's, it's so true it's actually wild so it's we've very had, we've had a lot of conversations about this <laughs> this whole dynamic yeah. of making and then in, in it. and trying to learn and from we, morning and shows. we still don't yeah. know what we're doing no it's true but we're trying yeah. we are we're learning for you because all we those, love you. All those years of watching breakfast television are like coming flooding back. <laughs> so, oh, I should have been paying attention. <laughs> to the technical things <laughs> happening and not just the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Okay, one word to describe 2020. Challenging. That's what I was gonna say as well. <laughs> all I have all I have is Jimmy Fallon does a skit where he's uh, he, he has his ew, ew skit. <laughs> that's the word that comes to mind. What they said. That's, that's mine. <laughs> that's a good one. Let's change it. Let's, I'll go with that. Okay. A place you want to visit next year. Let me pull up my list. 
Any anywhere that isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Powell River, right. but we're really wanting to go away. <laughs> like I had big plans for 2020. I was gonna go to Ojai, California. I planned was in the beginning stages of planning a trip to like Italy. So I have lots of places <laughs> of that are places rolling that over. All of the places that are now like epicenters. Well, of yeah, the but pandemic. so that's why I didn't go. Um, but those would still be on the list of yes. hopefully being able to travel next year. We, fingers crossed, still have my mom's 60th birthday trip with our whole family for next November. And so, fingers crossed that uh, happens mm -hmm. based on vaccines and all of the things. Okay, most challenging thing about 2020? Not seeing you guys. Yeah. Doing church like this, yeah, like it's it's been it's been interesting. Now we get to see some of you guys yeah. because you yeah. come in and we have a little bit of interaction, but it's just so different. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's been the most challenging. I agree. Same. Yeah, like just distance from people, just yeah. generally, I think it's been a challenge. Yeah, and even the interactions that we have because they're not the same. We don't get to see your whole mm -hmm. face, and we don't get to like yeah. get within six feet of you. It has yeah. been. It's just been sad. Yeah. 2020 has been, been sad. Let's go into 2021. I haven't bent down to hug short, <laughs> short people in a long so time. Yeah. Present company excluded. Okay. Uh, best advice you heard this year? Keep going. Just keep swimming. Yeah. yeah. Dory. Okay. So I do have a long one for, it's not super long, but Dr. Henry Cloud had a webinar early in the summer where he talked about like the four things that are vital to human thriving, not just survival, but to thrive and how in this COVID season, we've kind of taken all four of those away. And he was saying how that changes your brain just fully into survival mode, but you can trick your brain into going into problem solving mode simply by stating what it is that is missing and stating the emotion that you're feeling behind it. So you've heard me talk about being a big proponent of processing all of our emotions. And that was really good advice for me uh, personally, that my brain's not gonna go into problem solving mode on its own. Um, we have to train our brain to do it by healthily processing what's happening around us. So I'm carrying that into 2021, because unfortunately, it may look similar to 2020. Yeah, it's good. Good advice. But we have a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Great life hack. Yeah, it's a good one. Well, thanks guys for uh, joining in with that as we reflect together on 2020. Uh, but we're looking forward now to Pastor Lisa sharing a great message. So we're going to roll an intro video. wait to read your responses to those questions in the chat here. I know that we are now at the end of 2020 and we're looking forward to 2021. And so I want to ask, how is it going in your home this morning? How are you feeling this last Sunday of 2020? Is it feeling a little anticlimactic in your home this first post Christmas Sunday? I mean, we all had wrapped our heads around a very different Christmas, and now the gifts have been opened, the tree is empty, all of the anticipation and the lead up of Christmas is over. And now what? 
So how are you doing today? Maybe you find yourself living in anticipation of the new year of 2021, one that Lord willing is going to mean the end of this COVID virus and return us to some semblance of normal. Or maybe you find yourself just feeling a little down today. You just feel a little empty. Maybe you're dreading a duplicate of this past year that it really does look like at least a portion of 2021 will bring us and maybe you're just already weary. Maybe you're already kind of looking at 2021 with a bit of hesitancy and dread. And if I'm honest, I kind of find myself spiraling between all three of those things. There is something in me that I don't understand from a logical point of view or an emotional point of view where I can just feel some excitement being stirred in me through the Holy Spirit about what God is going to do in 2021. But I'm also a little leery going into it. Our staff has taken the last week off on vacations because we're just tired and we're feeling a little weary and we're looking ahead at a 2021 that looks much the same and there's a little bit of hesitancy going into that. There's a meme going around that we're gonna give 2021 a six month probation and we will save all New Year's celebrations until July, until 2021 can prove itself to be worth the celebration. And those may be all of our emotions and our feelings, but I'm so glad that there are truths in this world that do not hinge on my feelings. The sun rose this morning and it's going to rise again tomorrow because God is faithful to the world that he created. And no matter what comes in this day and no matter what comes in 2021, can I share with you a truth? We will be okay. We will be okay not because we have wise leaders that are protecting us with provincial health orders, not because there is an end, Lord willing, to COVID, not because we finally can get back to normal. We will be okay because we have Jesus. We have Emmanuel, God with us, who is with us. Can I pray for us this morning before we dive in to our message? So God, would you just remind us once again of the certainty and the truth of your presence with us? Would you quiet all of the emotions and the doubts and the fears that so easily can spin out of control? As you calmed the storm, would you calm the storm in us? God, we do continue to pray for protection. We do continue to pray for an end to this pandemic. And we know that you are good and you are faithful and we do trust you. So this morning, God, would you just open our eyes to what you would speak to us through your word? As always, would you just allow my own words just to float away, but would your words speak? For you are the one who brings change. You are the one who brings truth. And so we surrender to you this morning in your precious name. Amen. Well, this week we are finishing up our Christmas from the sidelines series. And I want to look at two people who come after the typical Christmas morning story. 
Simeon and Anna. And they too, as we are all hoping for a return to normal, are part of the return to normal for this young family. But I feel like God really wants to remind us this morning in the narrative of these two people that our hope and our peace and our joy doesn't lie in the external things. It doesn't lie in everything going right around us. It lies in the presence of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. So let me set the scene for you. This is 40 days after Jesus has been born and Joseph and Mary travel with their baby to Jerusalem, to the temple. And they are there to do some very important things in the Jewish culture. First, they are going to go through the purification rites for Mary that will allow her to re-enter society. Now again, in that culture, after delivering a baby, Mary would have been unclean and as such, she would have had to stay separate from society as a whole. And this moment where we see her and Joseph come and they're going to um, bring an offering, this is her moment of being purified and re-entering community and society as a whole. And I know we desperately are longing for that day where we can re-enter community in a way that we have known before. Second, they were going to consecrate Jesus to the Lord as the firstborn male of their family. And in their um, sacrifice, in this recognition, they were going to, in their attitudes and in their hearts, set Jesus apart and offer his life up to God. Now, firstborn males of that time would have been the ones that would have been tapped if, if there was opportunity to serve in the temple outside of the Levitical tribe. Um, and they would have been the ones that would have been brought in because they were consecrated to God at that moment early on in their days. Now we believe in first fruits here at Evangel and this is a first fruits moment. That time when you come and you say, God, here's the best of what I have in recognition that you are a God who is a good giver of gifts, in recognition that you are the God who gives us all that we have, it is my honor and my joy to give to you my first fruits. And this was a very practical moment in the life of these Jewish families where they would consecrate their firstborn males to the Lord in a first fruits moment. So turn with me uh, to Luke 2 verses 22 to 40. Luke 2 verses 22 to 40. And if you don't have a Bible, head on over to myevangel.church forward slash Bible, myevangel.church forward slash Bible. And we would be glad to get you a paper Bible if you live here in Powell River. But we would also um, like to let you know there are links there to the app stores, both for Android and for um, iPhones, and you can just download a YouVersion Bible app right there. So Luke 2, 22 to 40, and this is where we're gonna camp out this morning. And right now we're just gonna go down to verse 35. 
When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him, Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Simeon is one of those people in the Bible who lived in anticipation of what was to come. He had been promised something by God, and he clung to it. And I'm sure that as time went on, because we don't know exactly when this promise was made to Simeon, we don't know exactly how many years passed, but I'm sure there were moments where the truth of what God had spoke to him and the current realities of the waiting, of how just unlikely that seemed, were in war with one another and still Still, he remained faithful to a God that he knew, a God who keeps his promises. You know, this has been a long year for many. And I know when we were talking about Hebrews, we, we talked about um, our timeline in our lives and how God can sometimes speak a promise to us that we don't see in our narrative. But our job is to remain faithful to what God has spoken. I know for many, there are things that you are clinging to as we enter into 2021. And I want to ask you, where do you need to throw off all of those emotions and doubts and fears in order to faithfully cling to the promises that God has spoken over you, over your family, through his word? What do you need to hold on to as if a life rope in the middle of a turbulent sea to anticipate a God that we know and a God who keeps his promises? Promises that may take a lifetime, promises that could be fulfilled outside of your timeline but will you still cling? Will you still wait? Will you still trust? 
And so we see through Simeon's story that he has remained faithful. He's remained righteous and moved by the Spirit. He comes out into the courtyard at just the right time to lay eyes on this child who is going to change the world. And this is a, a beautiful moment. It's probably one of my favorite moments of the Christmas story. But I want you to think to the other side of that coin. What was the promise made to Simeon? That he would not die until he had seen the promised Messiah. So as Simeon looked into the face of this baby, there were two things happening. First, he praised and he glorified God that he had kept his promise. He prophesied over Jesus. But there must have also been a moment of recognition that as he looked into the face of this baby, that his days on this earth were now at completion, that they were winding down. He was at the end of his time. One of the commentaries that I was studying through as I was writing this sermon stated this, there is a significant equation in this remark. To see Jesus is to see God's salvation. They are inseparable. There is joy, even in the face of death, when one has seen the source of life. No matter what comes, Jesus is worth looking for. No matter what comes, there's joy, even in the face of death. And Simeon responds not with his um, declaration that his time is is done and oh i wish i had done more not yet lord that's not his attitude his response even in the face of understanding that now his days are wrapping up is gratitude that his eyes have seen salvation friends when we come face to face with jesus all else pales in comparison there's peace even in the face of death. There is joy, even in the face of death. And there's assurance, even in the face of death. I know that as we have walked through this COVID season, there has been many who are concerned about their own health or the health of loved ones. But this season has felt a little bit like in the face of death. Now we are concerned about our health, we're concerned about our communities, we're concerned about our loved ones. But there is an assurance that comes from looking into the face of Jesus, the face of salvation, that allows us to stand with peace and certainty no matter what comes. And this morning, if you don't know Jesus personally, I would love to have a conversation with you. I would love to hear your fears and your thoughts and your doubts and your questions. I would love to hear the places where God has started to reveal himself to you because if there's one thing I know, it's this. God wants us to find him. He pursues us. He makes himself visible and known. And when you are ready to find him, you will. And so I would love to hear your story. I would love to share with you the hope 
that I have. It would absolutely make my day and make my Christmas, um, even though we're just a couple days past. So this morning, if you don't know Jesus for yourself, if you don't have a relationship with him, can I invite you to just reach out? Send me a DM or text us at 604-210-8535. Because you don't have to walk this journey alone. And this is a safe place for everyone to explore faith in Jesus. But Simeon isn't the only one to recognize Jesus at the temple. We're going to pick up in verse 36 um, with our second person of this narrative. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then had been a widow for eight, 84 years. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. And he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And I don't know that we often go just those few verses further to look at the life of Anna. Because by all external standards, um, Anna wasn't a person worth looking at. She had lost everything. She was alone and, and past the point of hope by the standards of her culture. She wasn't going to be able to be remarried that late. She didn't have a son um, in order to provide for her. Her husband was gone, and so the temple was the place for her. But something is interesting in Anna's story. We don't see her begging outside of the temple as one who is is focused and fixated on what she has lost. We see her inside the temple, praising and praying and fasting and speaking what God has spoken to her as one who has chosen to focus on the eternal and not the temporal. Her devotion and her relationship with God allow her to be in the perfect place at just the right time to see Jesus, the salvation, the redemption of Israel and the world that she has been longing for. We often carry external standards around with us. And we kind of try and measure our life up to, right? You know, by the time I reach this age, this is one of the milestones I want to hit. And by the time I'm here, this is what... I really expect my life to look like. And for Anna, all of that was stripped away. And when it was stripped away, she was able to see what really mattered. Likewise for us, <laughs> this has been a year of stripping. It has been a year where so many of the things that filled our calendars and filled our lives have stopped. And I hope that some of those are things that come back. That it has also been a year where we have been able to see our priorities clearly. 
to see the peripheral things for what they are, but to also see the things that matter for what they are. So as we enter 2021, as we enter, Lord willing, the end of this season, what are the external standards that you're going to keep pushed away? What are the things that you're going to say, Lord, with your grace, that is going to remain absent from my life? And maybe what else do you need to shrug off in order to see more clearly the mission that God has placed you on? I have jumped on the Hamilton train as we were sharing in our preamble today. I really enjoy that musical. I enjoy the history about it. I enjoy the music and the incredible cast that are in it. But there's one song that's a conversation between George Washington and Alexander Hamilton. And Alexander Hamilton is pestering George Washington for a post to be able to lead um, a portion of the army in the War of Independence. And George Washington looks at him and says, like, I understand where you're coming from. I understand that you're a young man and you want to prove yourself. But he says this, son, dying is easy. Living is harder. And I think there's some wisdom in those words. It can be easier to say, no matter what comes in the face of death, than it is to say no matter what comes in the face of losing everything except my life. And friends, God understands that struggle. God understands that we are people who need to eat. He understands that we are people who thrive with a roof over our head and clothes on our back. And I love that all throughout his word, God has promised not just to be attentive, he's promised to provide for us. And his promises are ones of comfort and of protection and of peace. And when we're faced, like Anna, with the very real disappointments and losses of this life, do you know what he whispers to us? He whispers, come to me, all you who are heavy and heavy laden. Blessed are you who mourn, for you will be comforted. Take heart, for I have overcome the world. Like Anna, when we are in the face, staring in the face of a life of loss, we don't find God absent. When we choose to lean in, we find him leaning right back in to us. So no matter what comes, we have a God who sees us. No matter what comes, we have a God who wraps his arms of grace around us and fortifies and sustains us no matter what comes. And Anna's willingness to lean into the presence of God, to be face to face with him, to say, you know what, I have faced incredible loss, but I'm going to find my center, I'm going to find my firm foundation right here in the presence of God himself, allowed her to be one of the first ones who laid eyes on her redemption and her savior, no matter what comes.
2021 is looking in many ways to be a duplicate of 2020. The separation from friends and family, the protocols that have been in place to keep us safe, they're all gonna need to continue for a while longer. But you know what? If I look at the external alone, if I choose to fixate on what my eyes can see, I could quickly find myself on the outside of the temple, begging for scraps as people go by, disheartened and dejected and ready to give up. But if we learn anything from Anna and Simeon this morning, let it be this. We can choose to lean into the presence of God. In the face of death, in the face of great loss, we don't need to stay outside of the temple. We can be right in the core where the presence of God is. We can choose to praise and pray. We can choose to listen to the voice of God. We can choose to say yes to the mission that he set before us. And that will put us in the right place to see God face to face to witness our Savior and our Redeemer in our stories. If I focus on Jesus, if I invite him to fortify me with his presence, to fill me with a joy that doesn't revolve around my circumstances, to remind me of his nearness and his attentiveness, then my heart can soar, it can declare with certainty and assurance, no matter what comes, I'll choose faithfulness. No matter what comes, I will be okay. No matter what comes, I will trust you, for you are good and faithful. So let's have the heart of Anna and Simeon and as we enter 2021, let's look it straight in the face, even if death and loss follow, with the firm foundation that is absent from our emotions, just centered on the truth that we have a God who is good, and we have a God who is present, and we have a God who reminds us that this life, it's just the beginning. And we can place our hope and our joy and the whole of our life firmly where they belong, on the person of Jesus. Let me pray for you before we go this morning. So Father God, I thank you that you are our firm foundation, that you are our solid rock, that you are our refuge that we can run into. I thank you that time over time over time in your word, you have declared these truths that we can run to you, that you shelter us, that you provide. And so no matter what our emotions would say this morning, no matter what our circumstances are, no matter what we're staring at ahead of us, would you fortify our spirits to say no matter what, no matter what comes, I will not be shaken because I am planting myself on the firm foundation of the person of Jesus. I am fixing my eyes on the face of my Savior and Redeemer and not on my circumstances. 
And this life that we're in is only the beginning of an eternity spent with you. And so we can stare ahead with faithfulness to what you've asked us to do, knowing that you are faithful. We love you. Thank you that you invite us to be part of your story of what you're doing in our families and in this community that you love and that we love. Thank you that you lead us like you led Anna and Simeon and help us to be sensitive to your voice. In your precious name, amen. Thanks for that great reminder that no matter what comes in this life, um, even even you know with death and loss, um, we can have peace and that there's 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 hope on the horizon for mm -hmm. all of us. And Jesus speaks that over us. Yeah. And so what, that's that's exciting news. That's good news. Well, everyone, we just want to maybe wish you a kind of preemptive yeah Happy New Happy Year. Happy New Year. That's just around the corner, and um, yeah, we hope that you know we we hope that this year is. Once treated, you remember, <laughs> treated you. Well, let's let's be honest. It's treated us all horribly, but we'll we'll move on. Yeah. And 2021's in front of us. Yeah. Well, we do have a few announcements. Yeah. So the first one is, although you see our faces right now, um, our office is actually closed right now, just as we kind of take a, mm -hmm. a much needed rest break. And so that is actually going to be closed now until the new year. And so uh, we thank you so much for us giving that space to be able to take some time to rest. Um, but unfortunately we won't be in office until uh, January 3rd. Yeah, so if you're watching this on release date, which is December 27th, uh, we will not be at the church. So don't come by for yes. drive through generosity. True. We will not be here, but uh, we're so glad that you joined us today. Yeah. Uh, coming up next week, exciting news. Yeah. We have a guest speaker. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be coming digitally, but our, our very own Powell River's own uh, yeah. Pastor Ken Russell, who is the District Superintendent of the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada, BC Yukon District, Mouthful. will be with us. And we're excited for that. So we hope that you join us next week, Sunday at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And then finally, uh, you are still able to give right now, but the only way that you can up until the third is online. And so if you go to myevangel.church forward slash give, you're able to fill out a form there that will take you through a giving flow to be able to give online. But thank you so much for a year of faithfulness yes. that we're looking back in 2020 on, uh, even amongst all of the disruption that we found. Uh, you guys have been so faithful in your giving and so thank you so much and so if what we're doing here continues to add value uh, to your life then we would uh, really love and appreciate your partnership moving forward into 2021 as well well thanks friends so much for joining us we're so glad that you uh, stayed through this whole thing with us and we will see you again next week happy new year happy new year guys